Welcome to Maps and Meta-Analysis. Looking at California cities. Hi, I'm Darvesh Gorhit. And I'm Justin Hurst. And this is Facts and Folsom. A Meta-Analysis. Hey guys, uh, welcome hey. back to uh, uh, Facts and Folsom. Uh, this week we have an interview with uh, Sherry Merrick. Uh, I'm going to let Justin introduce her a bit and then we'll kind of get rolling. Yeah, so... Um... One of the things we talked about the podcast recently has been the Folsom Rodeo, and um, I actually had the opportunity to volunteer at Folsom Rodeo, and in that capacity, worked a little bit with Sherry um, of Choose Folsom, and uh, Sherry was gracious enough to come on to the podcast and tell us a little bit more about uh, how the rodeo functions for Folsom, but also more about Choose Folsom and this important organization, how it works with in the context of the city to promote the city itself. So um, we can just go ahead and jump right into the first question uh, and allow Sherry to introduce herself. So, so, oh, go for it. Oh, no, yeah, basically what, what Justin yep. said, but just to reiterate a bit. Um, so, yeah, could you tell us a bit about yourself and then specifically about Choose Folsom? Yes. So my name is Sherry Merrick. I am the COO of the Chamber of Commerce. So Choose Folsom is an umbrella or a brand of our three different entities. So Choose Folsom is Folsom Chamber of Commerce the Folsom Tourism Bureau, and the Folsom Economic Development Corporation. And all three of these entities working together harmoniously is a very rare thing. Um, typically, a chamber is a chamber, and, and that's it. Um, but our organization is able to help businesses and communities in a much broader way by having all three entities work together under the same way. And, and maybe just a quick, quick follow-up on that is, uh, is this an idea that was kind of inspired by uh, a different city or a different town? I mean, as far as I understand, it wasn't always this way that these three entities were kind of under the same roof. So was there some impetus for kind of combining them? Yes. And that impetus would be Joe Galliardi. He is an innovator, um, he is a visionary, and about six or seven years ago, the Chamber of Commerce saw a need in our city of Folsom. Um, there was no economic development, and there was not a tourism bureau, and so they saw the potential of these entities working together in order to benefit the city, the community, and the surrounding areas. And so um, it was actually first born into the Greater Folsom Partnership. And we rebranded about two and a half years ago to choose Folsom because that is exactly what we want you to do. We want you to either choose to visit, choose to do business here, or choose to prosper and grow your business here. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely kind of vibe with the the branding. Yeah, because because essentially you're you're trying to convince people to make this like very uh, kind of not onerous, but like a you know very sticky decision. In that, like wherever you establish yourself, like you, you should be really convinced that it's you know the best place for you, best place for like for customers, best place for like your employees. Um, you know, I I feel like it could even extend to like choosing to live in Folsom, and that that sort of like ties into everything. Um, so I, I guess with that you know, uh, what does being a CEO in this context involve? Like, what, what exactly are the operations of kind of gluing, you know, these entities together? So I am the COO of the chamber. 
Okay, gotcha. Joe Galliardi is the CEO of Chiefs Folsom. So my, my main focus is what a chamber of commerce does to support business in a community. And so that is my main role. Um, and that goes anywhere from supporting businesses to creating events to fulfilling on sponsorships. It's, it's a huge, um, it's, it's all encompassing. However, Joe oversees the Tourism Bureau and the Economic Development. I can help to support them if they want to do something that involves like the business community. However, my main role and my main focus is the business community and the community at large of the city of Fulton. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. And I know um, the, the Folsom Rodeo was like one of the kind of biggest things that, um, you know, Choose Folsom is involved with. So uh, Justin, do you want to talk a bit more about that or? Yeah. So, I mean, as a Folsom resident, I know that this is like a huge event, something that people look forward to every year, um, even though it was like 107 degrees out, like still had great turnout and people were super excited to be there. Um, but I guess just from your perspective, like with your vantage point, um, what does Folsom Rodeo mean to this community like in Folsom? So this was our 62nd annual Folsom Pro Rodeo. And we with the exception of COVID, you have to use a little asterisk with COVID, but we truly are the, the longest continuous rodeo in our region that has, has been happening. And, you know, Folsom was a, was a farming town and it was a ranching town and it just fits with the brand. I, I will never forget when I first became involved with this community, I started as an ambassador and they said, well, you know, if you're an ambassador, you're going to have to volunteer for the Folsom Pro Rodeo. And I was like, oh, my stars, you guys have a rodeo. Are you kidding me? I was so excited. And everybody was kind of like, whoa, we've never had that response before. But I grew up in rodeos. I used to barrel race. I I grew up in Trillock. And so when I heard I was going to be able to be a part of a rodeo again, oh my, I was so ecstatic. It was just amazing. So we welcome over three days, over 21,000 people to our city. And the economic impact of that that helps our small businesses is absolutely amazing because the rodeo, the rodeo starts at seven o'clock, the gates open at six, but most people come way earlier than that. Mm. They dine, they shop, they stay over in our hotels. So <clears throat> it's just, it's an amazing experience for our community and it truly is a family tradition. So one of the craziest stories I have is I was working with one of my clients and one of their workers found out that I was involved in the rodeo and she said, oh my gosh, my, <clears throat> excuse me, my daughter's husband mutton busted when he was four years old and he still has like all this footage and she sent it to me and 
it was amazing. Like he was all decked out in the gear and so excited. And for those of you that don't know what mutton busking is, mutton busking is for our younger generation that's just starting out in rodeo. And we put kids under six years old that are under 55 pounds on the back of sheep and they get to ride a sheep like they like you would a buck and bronco or a bull. And it just, to see these, these kids that they mutton busted when they were four, five, six, now they're grown, they have their own families and now their children are coming and being able to mutton bust. It's just, it gives me the chills because it's truly a family tradition. And that's what we want to make sure people of Folsom realize and the, and the surrounding communities that this is a family friendly event. We always call it a showdio. I mean, I truly grew up around rodeos and it's, it's animal act after animal act after animal act after animal act. And we really break it up and bring the family fun. And we make it to where the kids don't want to leave their seats to go to the bathroom because they're, they're scared they're going to miss something because it's just excitement after excitement after excitement. And so being able to be a part of a 62 year old tradition in this community is just absolutely amazing. Wow. That's yeah. Well, that's incredible to, to have it be multi-generational. Cause I feel like, you know, for, for me, Folsom feels so young. Uh, I mean, even just like seeing the, houses around me get built, you know, as I was kind of growing older, it makes it seem as if like, oh, okay, you know, the, the, everyone's here, everyone here has kind of had a fresh start, like, nothing is really like, uh, I guess, you know, rooted here that long. I mean, of course, there's like Sutter Street and like, you know, it's like Gold Rush era stuff, but that almost seems like so distant that it's like, okay, maybe that's a, a bit harder to grasp. But yeah, wow, that I mean, yeah, bringing your kids there and like, seeing that footage, that must be really crazy. I mean, do, do you think Folsom is unique in that it is one of the kind of largest towns to still have this culture of uh rodeos and things like that because I, I feel like maybe people would typically associate it with like you know somewhere that's like way more rural way more way less developed I would say not not, not in like a pejorative way but like in a you know like Folsom is is quite a growing like city and a lot of people think of it as a suburb of yeah yeah exactly so, yeah. exactly yeah it's definitely not like an exurb or, or anything like that mm -hmm. so do, do you feel like that's like a unique aspect and maybe a unique draw it, of Folsom rodeo it, it really is and I think that that speaks to Folsom's charm mm. because we are so rooted in family and tradition mm. and community. And the fact that we all want to lock arms with our neighbors and lift each other up and, and be together and supportive of each other as one. I 100% I believe that that is why, um, one of the reasons that sets us apart from other communities for sure mm -hmm. most definitely interesting and so you you mentioned earlier that you started out as a as a volunteer but uh, could you talk a bit more about um you know kind of your role mm -hmm. in the rodeo and how that's evolved over time and so what, what sort of capacities you've been involved in over time yes so the so the first year that i volunteered i i ju i jumped in two boots first and uh, I literally volunteered all three nights. I was so ecstatic to be a part of it. And just so y'all know, it was 112 that year when I first started. So 108 is no big deal. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it was absolutely amazing. I loved the experience. Um, my next year, I was asked to kind of support the volunteer efforts. And so I was kind of a background supporter um, of volunteer coordination. And then four years ago, um, they kind of just said, Sherry, we're handing the reins over to you. We want you to be our volunteer coordinator. Take it away. And um, and it's been a it's it's been an interesting ride because I did get some some pushback. So when I first started, they really kind of just opened up volunteering to the community and said, if you want to volunteer, sign here's a link, sign up online and volunteer. And um what happened was there was a lot of unknowns because if you sign up to volunteer, you can choose to show up or you can choose not to show up. And so there were times where they were very short on their volunteers and it, and it made for a really hard time on the volunteers that did show up because they didn't have the support to help them. And I heard that I, I I listened and I heard that feedback from the volunteers that it's really hard when, you know, you need six or eight people to do a certain task and only four of you show up, it, mm -hmm. you know, you're all doing double duty and it's right. really, really hard. And so I thought, well, one of the things I learned of being a part of the chamber is that Folsom has amazing nonprofits. Mm -hmm. We have so mm -hmm. many local nonprofits that do so many amazing things for this city that, that, it, that just go unnoticed, unrecognized. And I thought, you know what? I, I knew that the chamber would pay a stipend if a nonprofit would provide a certain number of volunteers each mm -hmm. night. And so with that, I decided that I'm going to embrace that model. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, yes, community, if you want to volunteer, you can totally volunteer, but volunteer through a local nonprofit so that they can earn a stipend for their nonprofit mm -hmm. so that the Folsom Pro Rodeo and the Chamber of Commerce is giving back to our local community. Huh. And yeah, give people a little more skin in the game because you know then they feel like if they don't show up, then that's exactly, exactly yeah. because they know if I don't come, this is taking money away from my nonprofit that I support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating because it, it almost like doesn't have to be a direct stipend to the person. You're, you're almost like relying on the uh, like social contract, you know, so yeah. to say, you know, so to speak, mm -hmm. like. You you feel like you have a social contract with your local community, your local nonprofit. It's not like this nameless, faceless Correct. entity that's just like shoveling you from kind of one job to another. You're like, oh, I know these people. Like I, I know that they're going to be kind of disappointed in me if if I don't hold up my end of the bargain. So and <laughs> correct, and they they just feel like I I want to help support the good that they do in our community. And so if something happens and I can't make it, I'm going to call someone else and say, hey, I can't make it. Can you come in my place? Yeah, and that I, happens all the time. 
I see. Like the, the motivation is almost like bottom up in, in a way. Right. And I also feel like uh, maybe another advantage of that in general is um, the, you know, the, the rodeo only happens like once a year, but if I feel like the, if you kind of work with a nonprofit, then uh, you know, they could volunteer for things like all throughout the year. So it kind of makes sense from, uh, you know, like the most enthusiastic people probably want to volunteer on a regular basis. Yes. So they want to like have the most opportunities. And so, yeah, it, it's almost like a, a kind of duration matching thing where you can say like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to regularly volunteer with like um, my church or like my food bank or, you know, wh whatever the case may be. And whenever the rodeo comes around, it's like, that's something I can still look forward to without having to like, you know, kind of change my schedule or, or something like that. So yeah, yeah it's, it's very fascinating. Huh. Yeah. So um, you give us a little bit about your role and how it's evolved over time, but pivoting a little bit to the organization, um, this rodeo has been going on for many decades, as you've expressed already. Um, how has the role of Choose Folsom in the rodeo changed over time, especially with the rebranding into Choose Folsom? I don't think that the role has changed at all because mm -hmm. what's funny is the perception is that the city of Folsom is who puts on the Folsom Pro Rodeo. Mm -hmm. People are typically shocked to find out that it's the Chamber of Commerce. And so I think by rebranding it, she's Folsom. Mm -hmm. Maybe that has kind of gotten in the more forefront of people's minds that, oh, it's she's Folsom is who puts on the Folsom mm -hmm. Pro Rodeo instead of the unknown entity that puts on the, the Folsom Pro Rodeo. That, I mean, what we do, the the amount of work, I mean, we, we, we're planning right now already for, for next year and it's mm -hmm. August 1st. Um, there's, there's such a, a long runway for an event that, that has 22,000 people in attendance that there is a lot to get done. There's a lot to do. Um, we are a small, small, but mighty team of 12. And, um, we've got such amazing volunteers and amazing partners that love this community and want to keep bringing this to fruition year after year. So we truly are blessed that, that we do have such amazing partners. Um, Libby Sino, she, I truly believe seven or eight years ago when she took over being our event coordinator for the Folsom Pro Rodeo, she had vision, she had experience in big events and, and really did help us take it to a different level and, but keep that charm and keep that family vibe of, you know, bring out the kids, you know, that's what we want. That is what Folsom is. Folsom is community and you can't have community without families. And so it just, it, it is going, I'm, I'm praying it is just going to remain a tradition into the hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, uh, you know, actually one, one thing you touched on that I think is maybe kind of important to clarify for listeners. I, you, you, you touched on the fact that I think a lot of people conflate uh, a chamber of commerce and its activities with kind of a, a city government and what it does. They, they almost see it as like, oh, this is like the arm 
of like the legislature that sort of like deals with businesses. But at least from my experience, from talking to you and talking to other people, it it really does seem like a a chamber of commerce is kind of its own uh, self-contained entity in as much as it can. I mean, obviously it like interfaces with, I think the you know city council and other uh, kind of departments and things like that. But it, it really does seem like more autonomous than I think people kind of give it credit for. So it's like maybe veering a bit off of the Folsom Rodeo stuff, but um, do you, do, do you find that to be kind of a, a misnomer maybe that, that people have, or um, do, do you often find yourself sort of clarifying that like, Hey, you know, we're, we're not like, you know, we don't like, we're not like pally pally with like the city council, like all the time, you know, we're sort of like doing our own thing. And, you know, of course we like talk to them and interface with them to some extent, but we're not sort of like a branch of the local government. Correct. And, and you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with, with that right there is that so many people think that a chamber of commerce is government Mm -hmm. and we are not a government entity and that's why we are so important and so relevant because we are not confined by government laws and things that a, like a local city government is they are literally confined by what they can and cannot do in order to support business or help business yeah So the biggest thing that a chamber of commerce, the reason a chamber of commerce was even born is the advocacy. So our job as a chamber of commerce is to fight for businesses to be able to do business. Mm -hmm. And the state of California is one of the hardest states to do business in. Our, Our state and local government they do put a lot of strain, hoops, restrictions, fines, all these things on our businesses that truly make it so difficult to live that American dream or become an entrepreneur and decide, hey, I've got this great idea and I think I could actually earn a living off of it. Well, guess what? The government is going to have a say on how you will be able to see that come to fruition. And so we, the the Folsom Chamber of Commerce is one of five local chambers that belongs to UCAN, which is, I believe it's El Dorado Rancho, El Dorado Hills, and I have my apologies, El Dorado Hills, Folsom, Rancho, Roseville, and it could actually be El Dorado. So we actually pay money to have a lobbyist go down to the state capitol to help fight bills that hurt our businesses. Mm-hmm. Because they there's just, depending on your side of the line and all of that, I'm just going to say, a for instance, a decision was made in government, didn't work out for them. So there's a deficit. So now they can't make up that deficit. So they want to pass on a new tax or fine to businesses to make up for something that that 
they didn't foresee or fell short on. And those are the kinds of things that we try to fight mm -hmm. as your local chamber of commerce. And all the other stuff that a chamber, like the networking and the events and the bringing businesses together and the visibility and the connections that we make, to me, that's all secondary because without that advocacy piece, if, if we get so constrained that you can't even do business, what, what does all that other stuff do to help you? Mm. And so I truly feel for a lot of businesses, they don't understand all of that advocacy work that we do. And, you know, this, this coming year, we could potentially have two open seats on our city council and in order, I mean, business is the lifeblood of a community. Like that is sales tax. All of that is what pays for city services, the police, the fire, all of that would not exist without business. And so people don't understand how important it is to have a pro-business city council that isn't going to start saying, oh, it's so hard to do business in Folsom. I'm not going to go and do this. I'm not going to go and, and open my business in Folsom. So it's, it's extremely important for people to understand. It's not necessarily politics. People can perceive it that way. It's the fact that we need pro-business people in office. That is the goal of a chamber of commerce. It's, it's not right or left. It's literally who is going to help us to support and sustain business and business growth in our city so that we can keep up with our, our services that we want to provide to our residents. And so it, it, it is such a misconception. It really truly is. People think that we're just all about politics and we're political and, and they need to, to come and learn a little bit more because it, it is a misconception, I truly feel. Um, and it, if they took the time to kind of really get to know why we're, why we do what we do, I think that we might change a few opinions. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you, so you described this relationship as quite like adversarial, uh, but it, it seems like the Chamber of Commerce is doing, uh, you know, quite well. I mean, like in that, it doesn't seem like you guys are losing the fight. Uh, too much, you know, so the, the rodeo was sold out this year, even with the extreme heat, you know, which would be like a, a pretty reasonable deterrent, one would think. Um, so I, I guess given that context and, you know, given the kind of backdrop that you laid, you know, what are some of the biggest growth opportunities for the rodeo? And, you know, even if you want to expand out, like what, what are some of the growth opportunities for the, the Chamber of Commerce? You, you mentioned advocacy is as one of them, you know, just connecting businesses in general. So, so yeah, maybe from the rodeo and you know, I, I assume that maybe the rodeo could be like a microcosm almost for uh, the Chamber of Commerce at large. So could you kind of speak to that a bit? So we we really want to create opportunity and we want to introduce as many people as we can to our amazing city, because guess what? Visitors that come here, they spend money. That's sales tax dollars. 
They stay in hotels. That's TOT taxes. So, and, and, and people don't understand. Some people don't necessarily understand that. And so Folsom is one of the safest places to live and to do business. And so because of that, we want to maintain that. And with the growth that we have, the only way that we can do that is to invite more and more people to our amazing city to experience it. So we have a, a wonderful business event. It's our Folsom Women's Conference. It's a her conference. And um, this will be, I believe, our either fourth or fifth year. I'm waddling on that. I want to say, I feel like this is going to be our fifth year. And we've had it at the Palladio, who is an amazing partner with us. They have supported us and, and watched this grow from inception on upward. The space that we typically would hold it in has now been leased. Good for them. We're ecstatic. Yay. That more another business is coming to Folsom. That makes us extremely happy. So this year we're moving it over to the Harris Center. And the last two years, or the first two years, we had 350 registered. Last year we had 500 women in the room. This year our goal is 800 women in the room. And um, it it is an amazing, it is a it is a business event. However, the demographic of that event is crazy. It is like, it, it is 14, 15, 16 year old ladies all the way up to 82, 80. I think I met an 89 year old there last year. So it, it we cover all aspects of, of the spectrum for women. And we have something for every single one and every single woman gets something out of it. That's in October. In November, we, um, four years ago, we really wanted to foster our relationships with our Foothill wine partners and try to help drive tourism and host hotel stays here in Folsom to come and stay in Folsom and then go enjoy all the wineries up in our foothills because we have so many amazing foothill wines. Our CEO, Joe Galliardi, had a brilliant idea that said, why don't we have a competition? And then the winners can be highlighted at a wine festival. So in November, on November 11th, we will be having our annual Foothill Wine Festival. We've, in, in, we've had over 1,500 attendees. And last year, we had over 60 wineries participate. And it's basically 100 miles of wine tasting in one event. Wow. And so that drives hair dollars or tax tax dollars it it also gets people in our hotel rooms because they want to come and stay they want to come to the the festival taste stay the night and then go and and explore the amazing areas that we have to offer here um you know it it's i i absolutely love the city's branding of distinctive by nature because that truly is what Folsom is 
It is extremely dis distinctive by nature. The fact that we sit on so much water and have so much beauty around us, it it's just, we, we are so truly blessed. We really, really are. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, Justin. Looks like you. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think that was a great and it really felt like um, that aspect of how uh, Choose Folsom has really done more than just, you know, economic support here, like trying to drive economic growth, bringing business, but also really serves that function where you're developing the community, like bringing people that are old as 89 and as young as 14 together at these same events. Just um, it's pretty interesting. I think that really is something that a lot of people don't know about the Folsom Chamber of Commerce and the role of Choose Folsom. Um, well, pivoting a little bit, um, I know one of the things at Rodeo um, that I noticed having volunteered for various nonprofits for most of my life was the sheer number of volunteers that were there. And um, <laughs> like there were, there was a lot of people that came out to support the community and specifically support Choose Folsom and the Rodeo. Um, but, you know, maybe broadening it to however you recruit volunteers for all the different chamber events. Um, like, do you find that there's a lot of repeat volunteers? Is it volunteer organizations that you contact? Is it through personal connections or something else? So our core, our core volunteers are our ambassadors and our FLIP members. So FLIP is our Folsom Leading Young Professional Group. And those are our people that have said, you know what? I don't want to be involved only once a year at a single event. I want to really be involved all year round. How can I do that? So anyone that is a chamber partner, which is a paid partner, so we at the chamber, we are one of the few in the, in the area that actually offers a complimentary membership. So if someone is interested in, I don't even know what a chamber is, you can sign up for a, compliment, a complimentary membership at choosefolson.com, click on become a member, and then you will actually start beginning to receive communication from us. You get a free basic listing, and you get invited to our Making Business Work event that happens four times a year. So every quarter, that is the one event that we make available to our complimentary members. Once you become a paid partner, then the world opens up to you. And if you are a paid partner, you can become an ambassador. So our ambassador program is some amazing individuals in this community. They volunteer constantly. Almost every single event that we have, we rely on our ambassadors to help with check-in, to help with setup, to help with breakdown. They go out into the community. They, they're there at ribbon cuttings. They are there go, reaching out to our new partners to say, welcome, congratulations for choosing Folsom and for becoming a partner. I'm here as a resource. If you're afraid to attend an event, my name's Sherry. I'm here. Please look for my face. I would love to connect you with other businesses in our community. So our ambassadors are, they truly are the, the lifeblood of the chamber. They, we rely on them so much. Bag, step, bag stepping. So if we have swag bags or business walk bags, they're my group that come out for two hours and we we walk a 
a hole in the carpet around a table with all the swag and just keep stuffing bag after bag after bag after bag. So think about it. You know, we had 500 people at the women's conference. We had to stuff 500 swag bags. Guess who helped me do that? It was our ambassadors. So, um, and our Folsom leading young professional group, they have really helped step up and volunteer as well. We actually had one of our um, of our bars at Rodeo that had for a really long time been run by a local nonprofit. And they basically had just kind of aged out a bit and decided, you know, this year we're not going to come back. And I said, okay, I think our flip members can step up and accept this challenge. And one of the things that I absolutely, because I was a little nervous, I'm not going to lie to you, because that is a big task to, to, to make a change in something so significant at an event that, that a ton of the rodeo fans visit each night. I was, I was nervous. Is this get, you know, are the wheels going to come off? Is it, is it going to go smoothly? And our FLIP leadership and other FLIP members, they stepped up. And one of the, one of the things that made my heart sing the most was the fact that all the feedback I got was everyone there was so happy and so sweet and so pleasant. Like that just made my heart sing. And so they don't get paid for that. They, they do that because they are young professionals wanting to give back to their community, wanting to support. And so it just, it just made me super, super happy. Yes. That's very fascinating that you, Oh, sorry, did, I, did I answer the question? I might oh, not. Yes. The you, you did. You did. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a very interesting framing of it because I think maybe to an outsider, that would almost seem like counterintuitive. Like you have these people who are already kind of deeply involved and you're asking them to do like more work on top of, you know, kind of like dues that they're paying or or kind of like events that they're attending. But I think the way you described it seems like um, it almost seems like self-evident as to why they would want to get involved because it's kind of a virtuous cycle. If you can be there at, at multiple events, then, you know, your network grows both broader and deeper. And that, you know, probably benefits you as a business owner. And even if it doesn't benefit you as a business owner, I mean, it just benefits you in a professional sense in that you can say that, okay, I'm like deeply rooted at this place. I know these people very intimately. I've been with them since the beginning or, you know, however long that I've, I've kind of been involved. And so, yeah. Think that, about, that, think about hmm. it, Darvesh. If you... If you're out on a business luncheon and you're somewhere and two or three people walk into the same establishment and are like, hey, Darvesh, how are you doing? Good to see you. And you're like the popular person, that's going to hold weight with whoever you're meeting with. They're going to be like, oh, wow, I should probably do business with this person because mm -hmm. they're obviously ingrained in this community. And if I want to do business in this community, I need to get to know Darvesh. Yeah. So it, it, it is a one hand washes the other, but it's also so fulfilling at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's the, it, it can kind of act as like a catalyst in many ways that like business does not have to be this sort of like purely cutthroat transactional thing <laughs> where you're trying to just like, mm -hmm. you know, get the most value out of it. You're like on some level, it has to be like a human to human thing of like, why, yeah. why should I trust this person with my money or my customers or my information you know whatever the case may be and 
um, you know, even from just attending the flip events, it it really did seem like everyone was very supportive of each other. It's it's definitely a very like positive sum mentality that you know if we work together, we can make Folsom into something that's more than the sum of its parts. That's more than just like all of us sort of you know kind of operating individually. Yeah. Yep. One of my favorite sayings is during COVID, our our business model before COVID was we supported our members. So anybody that was a member, that's who we supported. During COVID, that went right out the window because we knew if we don't support every single business that is in Folsom and lock arms, then the whole ship goes down. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we decided we're going to come up with a complimentary membership because we found during COVID, we didn't just support our, our members. We supported every business in Folsom. Mm -hmm. We had industry calls. We had a mindset Monday call where people would get on there. I mean, every Monday I cried because we would have Zoom calls and it was literally just people being able to express how hard it was to be a business owner and to have this dream of doing business. And they've had their business for 10 years or 15 years or even five years. And now the government has just completely shut it down. And I've never worked so hard in my life trying to figure out what can we do to help businesses stay in business and sustain and be okay and thrive. I mean, I remember a year after COVID, I would drive through smaller towns and you just see all the shuttered doors and mm -hmm. all the closed businesses. And it just made my heart hurt because I know that that's someone's dream that died on the vine. Mm -hmm. And when I drove around Folsom, I didn't see that. And mm -hmm. it made me feel so proud to be a part of an organization that hopefully had a tiny bit of play in that. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I can't imagine how it wouldn't be impactful on some level that, you know, people's livelihood there. Um, I don't know, and, and you know, we've been talking about uh, how it roots people in communities. And so it's not just mm -hmm. like this material thing of like, oh, I have this lease, I have this like, mortgage payment, I have like these like, you know, things I have to sell. It's, it's, it's like, this is how people see me in Folsom. This is like part of my identity. Mm -hmm. And for that to be, for that to sort of just evaporate, you know, over time, it's, it's sort of, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's something kind of intangible about it. Um, so, um, so this next question was, I guess, kind of originally focused on volunteers, but maybe it looks like broaden the scope a bit. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, what are some of the ways that you've uh, recruited and communicated with potential volunteers in anticipation of an event? And maybe to broaden the question just a little bit, um, mm -hmm. you know, what are some of the strategies you use for um, just recruiting and communicating in general? You know, like I, I found out about the Chamber of, I mean, well, I mean, I knew Justin and like his mom obviously like works for the Chamber. So I, I sort of like knew of it, but the, the way that I sort of got involved, obviously like the way I met you was through a flip event. So, you know, that, that's the kind of branch of outreach that I'm mm -hmm. familiar with. But, um, you know, how does how does communication and recruiting work in general? So it, it truly is connecting with our local nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And it is, we try to have enough community events 
to share the message of what She's Folsom does in our community. And we always say at the end, how can you get involved? And it says volunteer for events. And so people will reach out and they will say, hey, I'm new to the area. I lived in the Bay Area or I lived in Texas or I lived in Idaho and I used to always volunteer for things. I would love to get involved and volunteer. I'm like, great, send me an email. I have a folder that's my volunteer and that's my go-to. And anytime I have an event, that's where I go. Um, I do rely heavily on my ambassadors. That is definitely the go-to because I do feel, yes, you're volunteering, but like you touched on, it is also can be a benefit for a business owner. So I always want to give them first opportunity because they do so much for us all year long that if they're available and they find value in it and they want to, to volunteer for the event, I want to give it to them first. Once, once they're done and I still have openings, then I'll reach out to my nonprofits and say, Hey, can we work something out? Can I get this, that, or the other? And maybe we can get you a stipend. Um, and then I will open it up to community members that I have just met over the years that I know I can count on that know the level of professionalism that we try to have at our events. Um, I've gone to all kinds of events, not just chamber events, just, you know, that's one of the things that we try to do as research is go to other people's events, see what they do to see if maybe we could be doing something better. And I, I truly am extremely proud of the level of professionalism and organizational that we have at our events. Um, I mean, it can be anywhere from just check in for an event. Like people, people are like, I actually volunteered in an event and I was so confused. I didn't know where do I go? What do I, how, where, what's happening? You know, it, I was very, very, very confused. And so we, we try really, really hard to make sure that yes, you're volunteering, but we want it to be a fun experience for you. We don't want it to be this burdensome thing. We want it, we, we want it to be something that you enjoy so much that you're like, yep, sign me up for next year or sign me up for the next event. Um, and we've been really, really lucky um, in that aspect that we, we do have such a great, great core group of, of volunteers that, that do enjoy coming back time and again. Interesting. Yeah. I, I like this, uh, the like kind of concentric circle approach, like the people who kind of are already part of that virtual cycle, you know, they get kind of first dibs and then kind of moving more and more per, peripherally and but still kind of rooting it in people's professional network to to some extent or the other like you like the amount of time and energy it, it would take to explain to someone like why you should like how you should behave this way what this event means like why it's important like it, it would almost seem like more onerous than just like asking someone you know or like asking a business owner who's like oh no i i see the benefit because it's like i'm a hotel owner and like people from the rodeo stay at my hotel 
So it's like, I have a vested interest in this doing well. So it's, yeah, I don't know, it kind of behooved me to do well. But one of, one of my favorite things is the last two years, we have had a group of seniors from Folsom High that come and volunteer. And that warms my heart because I hope and pray that they have such a great experience that they're going to want to come back as they grow up mm. and just keep coming back. And I do feel that that is a key because if you can get a young adult interested in giving back to their community, they're going to reap the benefits because all it does is make their community better. And so it's, it's just a matter of making sure that they understand I mean, it could be literally you're stamping someone's hand or you're maybe emptying a garbage can and putting the bag somewhere, you know, I mean, it could literally be something so simple, but the fact that you're there, you're not getting paid, but you're doing it for your community is huge. It's just, it's a great, it's a great trait to instill in yeah. our younger generations. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh I don't know, uh, uh, Justin, do you, do you want to pivot a bit to uh, choose Folsom? Because I, I know we've been talking about like the radio and like volunteering in a, a bit in kind of this like amorphous way, but um, maybe we could like dive a bit deeper. Yeah, um, and I think, Sherry, you did a great job, especially at the top of this episode where you explained a lot about that rebrand of Choose Folsom, like what differentiates it from the Chamber of Commerce, like what's Choose Folsom really mean, was Encompass. Um, but do you think with these changes um, that there are potential challenges? Oh gosh, there's always challenges. Are you kidding? We live in the state of California. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what's funny is because I because I was a part of the organization, and I when I became a part, it was already the Greater Folsom Partnership. Mm -hmm. It was very. It was a huge mouthful. It was we are the Greater Folsom Partnership. We are the Tourism Bureau, the Economic Development corporation and and the chamber of commerce and now the fact that it can be so succinct and it's choose awesome just choose awesome that's all we want you to do choose it to dine out to shop to visit to buy a home to do business to come and have babies and send your kids to school i mean there's so many reasons for people to choose wholesome so when the rebranding happened, it was truly an aha moment. And it, you know, for some of our people that have been a part of our organization for a really long time, there was a bit of a struggle because it was like, so what, are we choose Folsom now or are we good? So I am the COO of the Folsom Chamber of Commerce. The Folsom Chamber of Commerce still exists. Mm -hmm. Ted Corp, which is our Tourism Economic Development Corporation still exists. FedCorp, which is our Economic Development Corporation, still exists. So those three entities still exist, but the brand Choose Folsom encompasses all of them. And so I kind of, I kind of like to um, Jen Cliff, our um, VP of Marketing and Communications. She said it perfectly. It's like Nike. You know it's Nike, but their brand is just do it. Mm. There's no confusion. Yeah. 
There's no confusion. Yeah. If you hear just do it, you don't think, oh, is is the company now called just do it? No. Yeah, I see. The company is not called just do it. The company is still Nike. That is their brand. So our three organizations brand is choose Folsom. Choose Folsom in all those three ways. Interesting. And so I, I guess with that, how do you see uh, choose Folsom impacting Folsom as it grows? Right. So like, you know, it, it, I mean, it seems like one of the narratives about Folsom is that it's one of the fastest growing places. Uh, you know, it's just seen a lot of influx. I mean, you know, some of it to the chagrin of like native residents and things like that, but you know, that, that's kind of like a separate conversation. I, I mean, I would say in general, it's, it's been good. It's been positive. Has it been, uh, you know, a lot more homes passing up? I mean, you know, I would never have thought that, you know, Folsom would be on a trajectory to cross like a hundred thousand residents, like anytime soon. But now with, you know, all the homes and things popping up uh, south of 50, you know, it, it seems like that's a very real possibility. So how do you see Choose Folsom evolve? I mean, you've kind of already alluded to it a bit, and I, I can maybe sort of anticipate the answer, but, you know, do, do you think there's any counterintuitive aspects about how um, Choose Folsom is a part of Folsom's growth? So it's really funny because before my first child was born, which was over 21 years ago, we looked at Folsom and we wanted to purchase a home in Empire Ranch. Well, Empire Ranch, so that was 21, over 21 years ago. Empire Ranch still isn't completely done yet. Yeah. So true. when people are freaking out about South Folsom and that, oh my gosh, it's all these homes are going to happen. Yes, they're going to happen, but they're not going to happen next year. They're Folsom is, is very, very good at coming up with a master plan and then seeing it come to fruition in a graceful way, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yes, people say, oh, but it's causing traffic and it's causing this and it's causing that. And, you know, Elaine, Elaine our city manager, she came and spoke at one of our chamber events and someone was complaining about the traffic on East Bidwell. And she said, well, are you going to be a part of the solution or a part of the problem? Are you one of those people that are driving down East Bedwell at noon? Well, then you're part of the problem. So when I drive around Folsom, and I hardly ever go down East Bedwell because I know that until it gets to a certain point, growth is not going to, or expansion is not going to happen. And so I can still get around very quickly. You just have to pick alternate routes. Yes, it might not be from A to Z straight line, but you can still get around Folsom very, very, very easily. I lived in Burlingame in the Bay Area for 11 and a half years. These people have no idea what traffic is. It, 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 it cracks me up when Folsom residents complain about traffic because, and I, I guarantee you anyone that's lived in the Bay Area, they probably laugh at it too, because it's, it really isn't that bad. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like our goal as Choose Folsom is to continue to make sure that we have sustainable growth to allow our business community 
to thrive and grow because that is what supports our police, our fire, and our city services. And, and I feel like that's the part where people, they forget. They just think, oh, it's just there. No, it's not there without tax dollars. Sales tax dollars is what pays for those services. So if all of these businesses shutter their doors, we will not have police, we will not have fire, we will not have all of these services that our citizens rely on to live in this amazing city. And so I feel that we are very responsible in, in the support that we provide to our business community and the fact that the businesses that we try to recruit to come here and grow here um, at Granite School, we have the Northern California Innovation District. It's an incubator. So we are bringing startups from basically all over the world to come here, start as a one or two person business, fall in love with Folsom and want to grow their business here and have their headquarters stationed in Folsom because they fall in love with this community and they don't want to leave. That's our goal. And that is what we are we are striving to continue to do. I see. I see. So like essentially, uh, you know, one day there might be like a, you know, what the Apple headquarters is to Cupertino, like there might be something like that in, in Folsom, like people hope, I guess. Well, there there was the intel. So that's true. That's true. And uh, and the chamber was very, very involved in helping to make sure that that happened. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully there's there's more to come, I guess, on that front. But yeah. Yeah, I guess um, that really concludes most of our questions for you for this interview. Um, we covered a lot from Rodeo to Spolsom and everything in between. Um, what do you like have for maybe your own closing thoughts or what you hope our listeners take away from this? Hopefully they will take away that there is a misconception that the chamber is a government entity or a political entity. I do not consider ourselves either. I feel like we are a support system for not only businesses, but community. I feel like we're the bridge that can bring those two things together. And I just hope that more and more people choose Wilson. Oh, okay. That's a, uh, I, I love that it's, it's both like a <laughs> sentence and, uh, and a brand. <laughs> yeah me too shows, shows it's working for you yeah that's true <laughs> um so yeah I, I guess with with that we'll uh we'll conclude this interview um yeah thank you so much for for taking the time to to be on uh, i think it really gives people a, a much better insight into uh just governance like city governance in general you know I, I think people get mired up in you know like you said like the the kind of like politics of it and the, mm -hmm. this whole like axis of left right when in reality most people have uh, a vested interest. They they kind of want the same things. You know, they want a safe community. They want people that they enjoy being around. They want uh, you know, businesses that they want to support locally. And and I think, uh, you know, the work that you do, the work that Choose Folsom and the Chamber of Commerce in general is very, um, I don't know it's crucial. It's like very pivotal to, you know, one of the pillars around which cities are organized. In a way that it, I, I think most people, more people can relate to than 
you know, these kind of giant faraway metropolises like uh, like San Francisco or New York or something like that. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, thank you again so much. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Appreciate it. Cool. All right. Bye, guys.